Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we're talking about how to avoid a bad homeschooling experience. It's always sad to us when we talk to a mom or child or a graduate that has had a bad experience with homeschooling. There are many things that can cause this, and we discuss some of the most common culprits of a bad homeschooling experience and how to avoid them. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile during math time. So go check them out at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for their support. If you need more regular homeschooling encouragement, which we think every homeschooling mom needs, then make sure to subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Yeah, I feel like there should be some newsroom music in the back. Here we are on election day 2000 or 2022. Um, I've got my I voted sticker on, Ben. Do you have yours? Uh, it's on my coat, but yep, I did. Went yeah. first thing this morning, and there was like five people in line. And, uh, but yep, definitely. It voted. was crowded when I was there. They were like out into the outside. Wow. Yeah, no, I yeah. Just got even there. Ike put on his little I voted sticker. It was a little touch and go there for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, because oh, yeah, he didn't he like put stickers. stickers on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he well, did just for a photo op. Did, um, uh, have you did heard you... any? Re- I haven't heard anything. Have they Not started? Not too much. I mean, you know, Indiana is actually one of the earlier ones, but I mean, you know, Indiana usually goes red, but the the rest is you know starting to trickle in, and uh, I think it's looking pretty good. But I guess we'll we'll find out. Uh, but one thing, I did you did you get up early and watch the eclipse? I did not, but uh, Abe, Cal, and Jed did. I wow, mean, nice. Maggie barely got would if she didn't have to, she wouldn't get up to see the noonday sun yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. but i heard him about i'm 5 30 maybe i stomp it up the stairs uh did you watch it no i didn't w- watch it i wanted to see it but <laughs> so like i set my you alarm it was more? like five yeah exactly it was like five i didn't know how long it would go i should have just like set it like 5 40 and then just stayed up but i did it like 5 10 or something woke up you know, have you ever had like one of those dreams where you're, you know, you're supposed to get out in bed and do something, but you keep dreaming that you're doing it. And then you're like, no, that's not right. I need to go do it. And then you keep like, keep not getting out and doing it. So then I finally went. And, I think I had about three years that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then I finally did get out, went to the bathroom and looked out the window, saw the moon look like it had a piece cut out of it and went back in bed. And I didn't even think about it until lunch. I was like, oh, yeah, I did that. And now I'm not even honestly positive I did see it. I think I did. But maybe I was like in some dream state still. I'm not sure. But no, I, I'm pretty sure I did. So, uh, But I've seen some pictures on kind Facebook. Kind of a multiverse thing. Fun. Yeah, never know. Could be. <laughs> but it was pretty Yeah, fun. no, uh, Ike and Carolyn, I think, got up and watched it. I think Ike did. Uh, I don't think at Carolyn least did. Ike did, maybe. Um, but... I don't know. It's always so iffy, you know, like you plan those things and there's clouds or I thought it would be low in the sky and I wouldn't be able to see it through the trees. And so, yeah, I don't Uh, know. I've done it. Been there, done that. Yeah, exactly. But we've got stuff. We were, it was fun over the weekend. We, or no, not yesterday. Yesterday was your birthday. Uh, so happy birthday, which we already did. But, um, we, part of his, you know, yearly, 
well, it wasn't yearly. We went out and made some uh, the Christmas game, which uh, we just got restocked on. So uh, that was super fun with everyone doing it together and uh, putting together it pieces really and stuff. And Renly was helping. And I was just saying it's super weird because I never thought when I was like 14 shrink wrapping games and calendars that my kids would be helping someday. <laughs> uh, but super fun. But we still have the high standards yep. of uh, production. <laughs> So you have a halfway decent chance of not getting all the pieces, uh, but we will send them to you if you let us know. Yeah. Um, but you should also know that uh, I know we're going to kind of make the announcement tomorrow or the next day, but our new Smiling Home t- Homeschool t-shirt, Smiling Homeschooler t-shirt is now available. You can go to our website. It is super groovy. Um, it's got uh, multicolors. It's really cool. It's on a kind of a soft, um, breezy shirt. Um, it's nice material. Um, it's a great shirt, maybe the best shirt we've ever made. So we've got plenty of sizes. So, uh, and I think uh, uh, Ben's wife did the modeling along with uh, Catherine and, and my other daughter-in-law, McKenna. So you can go check those out at the Smiling Homeschooler. Just click on the apparel link. Uh, we'll probably get that a little more up and but you get a you get a head start. We haven't sold any of them. So the very first person, if you get one tonight, you'll be you'll have the I don't know, not it's not an honor. You'll have the mm-hmm. um, knowledge that you were the very first one to have the new Smiling Homeschooler Super cool. Groovy T shirt. Yeah. And it's a great way to support the smiling homeschooler and, you know, but, uh, they make good gifts as well. If you have a homeschooling mom, you know, that listens as well, or, uh, definitely the you to dad daily calendar, which, you know, it's not always easy to shop for your husband. So it makes a really good stocking stuffer or just a side gift. And, and then the and nice I'm not thing just, about, you know, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying the nice thing about a calendar that I would like is it's an every year thing. That's why we always like to get you the Atlas back before you use GPS because mm-hmm. it was, we could count on it every year. So, uh, now we don't, and I'm not it. just tooting our own horn, but I mean, the Utah daily calendar might be the greatest tool that we make. Um, I've gotten emails, maybe not this week, but last week from last year's calendar. Um, one wife said, you know, your little things have added romance to our family. And I'm and I'm kind of like thinking, what little things do I say romance? But there are a lot of little tips of where a it'll say, hey, stop and get your wife flowers today on for no reason. Or tell your middle child how much you love them. Or just pray for your wife and, and then text her and say, I was praying for you today. Lots of things that your husband wants to do. Um, but may forget to plus lots of fun stuff trivia that only a dad would like quotes about how hard it is being a dad how hard it is being a husband Um, just lots of fun stuff and I get dads every year who say you know this is the one thing I ask for year after year after year so if you want a surefire hit um, I'm telling you you cannot go wrong with the 2023 you to dad daily calendar but let me just warn you that once you get it, um, I think it's thirteen dollars or something like that. And but the shipping is going to cost you eight. Um, and I'm sorry, I would love to do it cheaper, but I can't figure out a cheaper way to send it to you. You can buy two, and then you can you still spend eight, um, or you can get three or four and still spend eight. But if you buy one, you'll spend eight. If you buy ten of them, you get free shipping. What a deal is that? 
<laughs> um, and we just had some big orders today. I think I, some guy bought 40 of them. Another guy bought 30 of them. So Nice. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, get all your really moms great. together and and get free shipping there you go um but uh the main thing i was thinking is you know i i uh, and i mentioned this last week i kind of you know briefly mentioned it i saw a reddit group where it was just called like uh recovering homeschoolers or something like that and i was and, and it was basically for people who have had a bad homeschooling experience and that kind of thing always just makes me super sad to hear because it's just I, I you know <laughs> it's like when i was thinking about a simile and i was like it's like when you hear about someone who had a bad chick-fil-a experience where you're like you are so rare and it you know and which unfortunately homeschooling is probably there's more than that but you know where it's like it's an amazing thing it's so good but every once in a while someone has a bad experience and that's just a bummer because you're like you're missing out you know uh so i thought it'd be fun maybe or not fun but important we could go back and forth and kind of just talk about some of the things that uh, lead to a bad homeschooling experience, you know, and, and obviously that can be, uh, there's more than just, you know, there's multiple factors. It could be from the mom standpoint, it could be from the kid's standpoint, uh, or whatnot. But, um, that's kind of the main, the main, uh, thing that, that made me think about it. But do you have something you want to add just right I off think the that's bat? a great idea. And so why, but I'm going to have you start Ben, um, because I don't have a lot. I just have a couple biggies maybe. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of my things that I I jotted down while I was, you know, thinking about it was just, you know, they kind of link together um, and, you know, might have some um, similarities between them. But I think the number one thing that came to my mind right off the bat is being too rigid. And, you know, we talk about a lot of these things mm -hmm. over the course of the time, but I think that if you approach homeschooling from this is how we have to do it every day, this is what the book is. This is what the curriculum is. This is what I think the rules are. This is what I've seen other people do. This is what the public school does. Um, if you do it where it is unbending, it has to get done. Um, you're probably going to hate it because you're going to feel like it, you're just, you know, um, a, a, you know, a manager or something as opposed to a mom. And, uh, and it's just probably going to be not a great experience uh and i and i think this bummer part is that is often the way a lot of new homeschoolers approach it because that just feels like the natural thing to do is like well we start we start at this time we do it till this time we take a break we do it you know and it takes time a lot of homeschoolers to get to the point where they feel like that they can you know do it differently or uh, have the experience to know that it doesn't work like that usually so um but yeah, that's, that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, but yeah, what do you got? Well, I, I had asked your mom, uh, as we were driving, we were driving back from a basketball game and I said, Hey honey, we're going to be talking about this. Do you have any thoughts? And at first she goes, I don't know, Todd, you know, I mean, you probably already thought it through. And then she talked for like 20 minutes afterwards. And I'm telling you, I should have her back on the show for this topic because she had lots of great thoughts but one of her thoughts was like so ben uh was just kind of if i could lump them all together and we'll probably have to go back to these again we'll talk more about them in just a second here but you know it's almost like these these uh kind of going overboard or right. high expectations but what she first talked about which i was not shocked by but i thought it was interesting she said just the opposite she said, 
not being going overboard, but maybe going underboard mm. and and low expectations. Um, and and our conversation just kind of went from there. And we were just talking about how sometimes, you know, if we're not diligent in teaching them basics, that our kids grow up and they feel inadequate, right? you know, and they feel embarrassed. Um, and, and we hear that often. And we talked, I don't know how many weeks ago, but I would say within the last two months, remember I mentioned that lady whose kids thought she did a terrible job. And in actuality, she did an yeah. amazing job and her kids are really smart. But I know some kids feel like they can't write or they can't spell or they don't know math. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if that's because, um, you know, maybe we don't like a certain subject. And so instead of just kind of plugging our plugging through it, we just kind of blow it off and we don't do it. Now I'm the king of blowing things <laughs> off. I'm the king. You know, people will accuse me all the time and I'm good with that. You know, people will say, well, you, you know, I listened to you speak and what I took away is that we don't have to do math. Usually, no, I won't say usually, 100% of the time, I'm not talking about addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, uh, you know, learning how to do a percentage. Um, my wife was telling me that uh, our son Cal was talking to a person and they were talking about, you know, being at a shoe store or whatever. And they said, oh, it's 30% off. And, and Cal knew how to figure what that was right away. And the other person had no idea what the percentages was. I mean, he was trying to explain it. And the person said, I just don't even know what you're talking about. Well, you know, is it wrong to get to the end and not know what 20% off of $38 is? No. I mean, that's that's at the limit of my math ability. But could you feel dumb if you didn't know some of those basics? Yes. And that can ruin a homeschool experience for a kid, yeah, especially. And that's definitely from a kid's standpoint, which obviously and, would and, then ruin it for the parent because the kid will resent yeah, them. Or, or, you know, and it might be so much so that a kid wouldn't homeschool their kid. And that's what I think, Ben, you know, even as you, I think your Chick-fil-A thing was excellent because, you know, what I see in a lot of homeschoolers, and if you want to learn something, you should go to those uh, uh, recovering homeschoolers or uh, whatever it's called, because whatever their parents did, don't repeat it, you know, don't do it. And oftentimes it really has very little to do with homeschooling. It yeah. has to do with other things. Um, yeah. But I think their conclusion is wrong. So for the Chick-fil-A person who says, well, Chick-fil-A food is just garbage. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're, they're wrong. Yep. Chick-fil-A food is, yeah. is from the heavens. You well, know? And the sad part is they, they start thinking they're the rule, not the exception. You know, that homeschooling as a whole is just bad because they had a bad experience. And the weird part is, it isn't just like a, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I didn't love it. I may not do it, but you know, they, a lot of them become very anti, like they, they attack it and feel like it, it becomes like almost like a, a religious thing, you know, of like I have to, to defeat this thing, which is weird to me. Stop but, it out. Um, and that kind of on that, I think is, um, and I've seen this, I've had friends who have, have done this or I've talked to people who have, but is 
being careful about who is feeding um, things to your children. You know, if they have a bunch of friends who are, you know, public school or not in homeschooling or whatever else, that can have a negative effect on them, you know, and it can start tainting their, it's not that you have to control everything around them. They can't have any friends who aren't homeschooled, not at all. But if you have someone undermining the awesomeness and what it is and they have their ear, I've seen them kind of go like, yeah, it's just stupid. I don't even, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't, I would just rather go to put school, have fun with my friends or, you know, uh, uh, go play sports, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and I've seen like, that kind of turn their viewpoint of it. Again, it's not necessarily the cause, but it's something that could kind of reinforce those feelings if they're already struggling, especially like an older age um, and kind of more piggybacking off of dad more than like a whole separate point. But um, I've just, I've seen that kind of taint the conversation within the family, which I think is a bummer. And maybe even on that, I think it could be a bad experience for the wife or if the spouse isn't on board. Um, mm. if, if it's kind of a, well, you can do it if you want, but I don't really... You know, I, I, I think that could be really tough and could lead to, unfortunately, a rough experience. Um, and sometimes it may just be the, rea- the reality, but, you know, it's our prayer that everyone would be able to have a spouse on board at some point, at least, because it, it would be tough. Um, I and really, know. I would say, you know, just what you said too, Ben, I think dads can contribute to that yeah. or, you know, because if a dad will cast... Uh, uh, insecurities in there, like, oh, do you think we should have them tested? Do you think, you know, why are they not reading where there should be? Or everybody else is doing that. Or, you know, I want my kids to be able to do this by this age. Um, you know, that's all arbitrary yeah. stuff. And and that can really cause um, maybe insecurities because all moms believe the lies homeschooling moms believe. And again, if you haven't gotten our book, Lies Homeschooling Moms Believe, get it. Um, but sometimes I think we husbands can uh, amplify those lies, uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, building our wives up with the truth. Yeah. It's hard to not do that. You know, especially if, you know, again, not every situation's like this, but you know, in ours it's, I'm gone, you know, most of the week, you know, during the day. And it's easy to come back and be like, why are the kids doing this? Like we need to work on that, you know, or whatever. And you just kind of, you don't mean it necessarily mm-hmm. negatively, but you know, it comes across very much that way. And if, and I feel the same way, if I'm working on something and Rissa comes in after I've been spending hours on it and she's like, why'd you do it this way? Or are you going to do that better? And it's mm-hmm. just like such a, um, disheartening thing. And again, that doesn't necessarily build over, you know, make a whole experience of homeschooling bad, but, uh, as a husband, that can definitely be a challenge. Um, uh, but before we do more, maybe we'll do a quick ad here. I think it's a good spot. Um, I just want to say thank you again to teaching textbooks. They help in an area that can feel really daunting or maybe not everyone's strong suit since uh, you don't you know, always use some of the more advanced math, especially during the day-to-day. But teaching textbooks makes math fun and easy. Uh, it's interactive. It's uh, They have... Uh, Basically, uh, their their program works on any device that has an internet browser, so you can do it almost anywhere. It's very independent, so if you've got a bunch of kids or even just a couple and need a little bit of a break, they can work on it themselves. It uh, gives them grades. It you know it, it uh, forces them to inter- or not forces, but you know they uh, they have to interact with it the entire time that they're they're learning, so that it's not just uh, watch a lecture and then hopefully they remember how to do it all once they actually have to fill out the problems. Um, I used it, I loved it, and so have many of my all of my siblings actually. So we'd encourage you to check out their free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com.
And I would say again, you know, just along those lines that I said earlier about, um, you know, maybe you, maybe math's not your thing. You know, and I, I just can't emphasize enough how teaching textbooks uh, really works super well for moms whose math is not their thing. Um, because you don't have to get to that point where you just say, well, I'm, you know, let's don't do this anymore because it's past me. Um, uh, uh, because teaching textbooks will help you be diligent in those areas of math. So if you need that, I mean, I, again, I highly recommend them, but we also want to thank, uh, homeschooling today magazine because, you know, homeschooling today magazine encourages us not just a homeschool boldly and our way but they will continue to nudge you to be diligent in your homeschool life yes my articles in there which are every issue will probably tell you oh relax but there are a lot of other great articles that will just encourage you gently in homeschooling the way you believe is best um because sometimes it is easy just to kind of to coast and uh this magazine will encourage you in, in the direction that you already want to go and really will help uh, assure that, you know, you're not going to have any of these, uh, uh, um, whatever. How, how do we begin this show? What do we call it, Ben? Uh, uh, what? You mean the bad experience? Yeah. So it will, it, so you won't have bad experience. Mm -hmm. Homeschooling won't be a bad experience, but a great experience that your kids will want to repeat. So yeah. we want to thank them one more time. I was kind of thinking, you know, you obviously the one you mentioned to start with, I do think that is probably the most dangerous because like, like we said, it does create almost like a very, very strong anti. Um, but that's where I think a big part is making sure you are, hopefully you have that dialogue going on with your kids and they can share those mm. kind of insecurities. Um, if that's true, because a lot of it is just helping them. And, and again, it doesn't really matter about you're smarter than other people, but that's just that you are smart, you know, uh, and, and, and reinforcing that, um, and making sure they, they know that, uh, because again, it is all just an optics thing, you know, for, I mean, if, as long as you're doing all the stuff, you, you know, the not even just the basics, just the normal stuff that's, that's going to be enough. But, you know, obviously it sometimes is those other little things that seem to make people feel like they're smarter than they are or whatever. So I don't know, but I, I definitely get that. I definitely would have struggled with that if I hadn't, um, I think had that reinforcement and that inquisitiveness on my own. But, um, I think, you know, mom and dad did a good job of not letting me, uh, start feeling that way. Uh, cause it, it, you know, anytime you don't know the answer to something, if that's your personality type, you could feel that way a little bit, I think. So, uh, and some of that was as simple as, you know, just having our kids be aware of certain things, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's that you know, I always use this as an example, the DNA stands for DNA, not Dana, you know, <laughs> and that, you know, and so they would that they would know that they can't know everything. Um, I was as we were talking about this on the on, in the car today, uh, you know, I, I reminded your mom that I know some super smart people that if I mentioned their names, you would know them too. everybody listening. You know, one of them didn't know that Johnny Appleseed was a real person. Right. You know, one of them didn't. We were talking about, you know, some average thing and they didn't know anything about it. They'd right. never heard about it. And they're really smart people. Um, so it's not like we don't, we're all going to have gaps. And that's okay. Um, I'm just saying, you know, 
that and and really i think ben you you said the key we need to talk with our kids so if our kids say you know i just feel like i don't know enough math you know or i don't know anything about history you know then you talk about it and then you strengthen those areas to help them feel like they do and sometimes that's that might just be you know a little bit so they feel like they can converse about it talk about it um you know i go ahead real uh i think that's important is that don't um be discouraged by it necessarily. I know it's going to feel that way. I'm sure, you know, I, I know like, you know, in, in a relationship, if Rissa is like, uh, you know, I just feel like we're not really putting enough effort here. It's like, it sometimes feels like, right. Uh, and you just kind of pull back almost like, even, like, like it's not motivating and just demotivating, right. you know? Right. But, um, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't take a lot, you know, uh, it's, and especially that's a really good motivating factor for a kid. If they're in that, in that mindset of like, I just don't know history. You would be shocked how fast you can learn a good amount of history, you know, whatever they want that to be, or you want that to be mm. with them. But, uh, and they'll be really motivated to learn. So, uh, that, that can be really good. So try not to be too discouraged right. and hopefully you can feel encouraged. Uh, that that's a great moment. You know, and this is really, seeds. uh, my next one, I was going to say sometimes, uh, what can, make a bad experience is if just that we remain rigid you know rigid in our rules we don't allow flexibility and you know we haven't talked about it in in really several months but the homeschool personality types sometimes this is the falcon um you know that personality that kind of is laser focused they can they can end up having a bad experience or causing their children to have a bad experience because they don't allow any deviation from the plan. Um, You know, uh, I was at a father-son retreat and I noticed that, you know, there were a lot of dads there. um, Not a lot of dads, there were some dads there. um, And some of them you could tell were pretty rigid in what they, you know, uh, you know, they would only accept certain kinds of movies. They wouldn't watch anything mainstream. And mainstream, I don't mean like bad, but they would watch fringe movies or things that were, you know, or or without maybe questioning, you know, why. Uh, and I think sometimes our kids just want to, they don't want to be mainstream. You know, it's not rebellion. They just want some flexibility. So if they're not good at a certain subject, and it's hard for them, maybe they would just like to talk to you about it. And we say, you know, you can have this discussion and say, well, I really think it's really important, but maybe I could back off a little bit. Or, oh, you want to have more friends, like you said, Ben, uh, about, you know, or maybe it was your mom, you know, where you feel isolated, and maybe one of your kids doesn't feel like they have anybody. Then you say, you have a conversation, and you go, what do you think it would take? You know, what would you like? Because they're probably not going to say, well, I just want to be surrounded by friends all day long. They probably won't say that. They probably just like to say, I'd like to do something with somebody every once in a while. And I think if we're just rigid and we say, well, we don't have time for that. We can't. I think that can turn out badly at yeah. the end. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I definitely. That was why I that was one of my main first ones there was because I do think that is, and I've kind of put it down as a sub one as like performing, you know, um, where it just has to be constant um, you know, very academic focused, very, uh, every moment of the day. And I mean, I've talked to lots of people where it was just 
nonstop, you know, where that is just, we have to be the best and, um, you know, maybe it'll work out, but I've also known quite a I'll few tell you, who didn't. I, I would even say if you put that pressure on your children of super high achievement, I will almost guarantee it will turn out badly. Um, it may, they still may achieve super high, you know, they still may do great, but it still turns out badly because it, it has a host of other things that come along. In fact, sometimes our kids grow up thinking that God is only pleased with them if they do really, really good, you know, and they can't be really, really good all the time. Um, and I have seen some very high achieving homeschool kids who crashed and burned because they could not be good enough all the time. Um, and so, you know, sometimes even as a homeschooling mom, you got to be okay with failure. You got to be okay with adequate and adequate's okay. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, I mean, I think most of, yeah, my other ones are pretty just built off of that, you know, uh, we'll maybe just do a couple real quick ones and then we can wrap it up here. Uh, but like for, for getting the purpose of why you homeschool, I think, um, is mm. this that's a smaller thing uh in of itself i don't think well because i think all those other things are kind of tied to that but if you forget the real meaning of why you're doing it and it is just academics it is just uh you know uh doing the best you that they can you know my kid needs to be prepared more than anyone else you know all that kind of stuff if you forget that the real goal is um to prepare them for life to be good husbands good wives good parents uh christ followers um then and you know and you forget to choose relationship uh i think that is is just it's gonna be if not uh destructive to it all it will at least be unrewarding or at least not be as uh fun or for your kids and you probably won't smile as much so uh try not to do those if you can but were you gonna say something no, I was just reading uh, Rebecca Franklin's yeah, comment. She says, speak it. to large families. Uh, what tips do you have to school through the chaos of normal, busy life? Toddlers climbing on the table, a baby needing to nurse, hungry bellies, etc. And really, you know, Rebecca, what you just mentioned, that is homeschooling. You know, teaching them about toddlers climbing on the table, babies needing to nurse, hungry bellies. I Again, I, I just wrote a, 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 the newsletter last week was, you know, Sometimes I, I believe that is God-directed homeschooling. It's super, super important. And so, yes, you know, when you got a bunch of kids and you, do you still try to teach math? Yeah. Do you still try to teach those things? Yeah. But when you got a toddler climbing on the table, baby needing to nurse, hungry bellies, then, then that, that takes a precedence. You don't have to make it up later and like, oh, we got all that done. Now we're going to have to work into the afternoon to get these other things. I think that's just part of it. And you plug away, you get done what you can and what you can't, you know, you just plug away on the next day and you just do the, the, the next thing. Yeah. That'd be a good question. Though, from, yeah, that would be, it's not taking you away from, uh, you know, what's actually important. That's all part of it as well. Um, right. But I agree. I think that's a good place to call it for tonight. Uh, maybe give us a closeout and maybe we can talk about that, that question more in depth on another week. And, uh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's call it there. Okay. Well, moms, thanks for listening. Um, again, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you to, to kind of take a deep breath and just to enjoy the process. 
um you know we had our birthday i had my birthday yesterday and all our family was together they were working together out in the our barn putting together games together and uh interacting and i'm telling you that is the byproduct of homeschooling your kids um not because they all knew how to assemble games and shrink wrap because they laughed and they loved being together and you know I was talking to my wife today because um, she's got this Christmas stress, you know, and she's like, Todd, I mean, do you know how many weeks there are just left in the end of the year until the beginning of the new year? And I'm like, honey, let's not focus. Let's not stress about the future and miss today. You know, I would say for you moms, just keep plugging away. Don't stress about the future because I'm afraid you'll miss today. Um, and you know i'm gonna guess because you're listening and because you're you're you are intentional and you're trying you're probably doing a really really good job um but if your heart's telling you maybe i need to back off a little bit then i would say that's probably this the voice of god telling you to back off a little bit if the if you hear that little whisper that says you know i really feel like i've kind of let this area slide and i could i know it's important because my kid's going to need to know it later I would take that as the voice of God saying, maybe I need to not back off. Maybe I need to back on a little bit more. And uh, again, you know, we call ourselves a smiling homeschooler, not because we're smiling all the time, but I believe that's kind of like a barometer, you know, that God's given us. If your kids are smiling and you're smiling, you're probably doing a great job. You know, if nobody's smiling, I wouldn't pitch homeschooling, you know, that the uh, homeschoolers anonymous or whatever that group is, that's kind of their conclusion. It's like Chick-fil-A. Well, I guess I'll never eat a Chick-fil-A again. I would just readjust things, you know, ask some of those people whose kids are smiling all the time, and not all the time, who smile a lot, and the moms who smile a lot, and say, now, how do you approach this? And I would kind of copy some of those things. And so, Mom, have a great uh, week. We are getting close to Thanksgiving. Maybe we should talk about maybe some Thanksgiving ideas, um, how to encourage your kids to be thankful um, because I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about some things I'd like to maybe do for my family. Uh, and maybe you can too, because we have so much to be thankful for. And when we think about that, that should make us smile. Thanks for listening. Pick up your Christmas gifts over on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. And while you're there, make sure to take the homeschooling personality test if you haven't already. Lastly, thank you to Teaching Textbooks, as always, for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. We couldn't do this without them. We really appreciate their support. They're an amazing company and amazing math program, and we encourage you to check out their free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.